your positive, positive, positive imprint. Stories are everywhere. People and their positive action inspire positive achievements. Your PI could mean the world to you. Get ready for your positive imprint. Hello, this is Catherine, your host of Your Positive Imprint, the variety show podcast featuring exceptional people around the world who inspire positive thought and action. Exceptional people are always rising to the challenge. Get inspired. Your Positive Imprint. What's your PI? Well, follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Your Positive Imprint. Twitter, What's Your PI? Connect with me on LinkedIn. And don't forget I have a YouTube channel where I'm slowly posting some videos, which are now available, and music, of course, by the very talented composer and pianist Chris Knoll. Check out his fabulous music and different genre at chrisknoll.com. Don't forget that C-H-R-I-S-N-O-L-E.com. Join my email list and continue listening from my website, yourpositiveimprint.com, or as always, listen from iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or simply your favorite podcast platform. And please tap that subscribe, download, or follow button, as well as that five-star rating. I would love the support, and remember, this is a free podcast. Today is part two with Tim Crofton. Before I reintroduce him, I do want to ask you first for some positive thoughts and karma and prayers for our little maca doggy. She has developed a tumor that needs to be dealt with. I am pretty unsettled about it. Well, also, I want to share a note from a listener, Tara B. I asked, I believe it was episode 99, when you think you first realized the value of diversity or share an experience of learning about diversity. Well, here's Tara's response. I actually do remember. I was on my sixth grade camping trip, and on a nature hike we were asked to note as many different organisms as we could in a given area. Then we discussed diversity and how an area in nature, say a stream, if it has only one or two kinds of creatures, the ecosystem will fall apart because it's the diversity that maintains balance. I always felt like that lesson applied to people as well. If everybody looked, thought, dressed, ate, and behaved in the same way, we would run out of resources, we would run out of inspiration, and we would certainly run out of motivation. We were created to be different and to fill necessary roles to keep each other moving. Balance. Well, Tara, cheers. Skol salud to your teacher for engaging you. Thank you so much for sharing your experience on the value of diversity. Your positive imprint. What's your PI? So we're going to go around the world in a very different way. Here we go. I just love it. So my question, what do these have in common? And I don't know if I'm saying them right, but let's see. What do these all have in common? Shaku, banana poey, creme brulee, baklava, <laughs> pastelitos. <laughs> so what do these have in common? Well, I will give you a hint. 
lots of delightful sugar and lots of wonderful tastes, but they're tastes of the different cultures around the world. My guest today, Tim Crofton, is a baker, and he has his own blog from his kitchen, Just Desserts. Tim, welcome to the show. Oh gosh, Kat, you are <laughs> kind. It's lovely to be here. I know we're going to have a we're going to have a, a a lovely time. I can feel it. Tim, looking at back at all of these different recipes mm-hmm. and the different countries and the the culture, why don't you choose uh, three countries and <laughs> <laughs> okay. And okay. talk about the differences. Okay. All right. So, did I give you enough time to think about it? You did. <laughs> uh, okay, Kat. I'm going to do it in reverse order. You know, to, to build some oh. uh, some uh, tension, it's it's difficult. Uh, and I do, but some of the, there are all sorts of different reasons I'm choosing these three. But I would say number three is uh, comes from Chile or Chile. Um, and it was recommended by an old student of mine, Amanda, and it is called a thousand-layer cake. Uh, it was quite a challenging cake, but beautiful and so tasty. Um, uh, complicated in its construction, but very simple in its ingredients. And it was really um, a series of very thin pancakes uh, that were layered between between dulce de leche, which is, you know, caramelized, um, and, um, and walnuts and icing sugar. And it looked and tasted spectacular. It was in the seas, so quite early on in the process. I think it was one of my very early kind of, yeah, that is something, you know. For me, what excited me about this particular dessert was was what I had intended from the uh, the project at the very beginning, was reconnecting with a student, having that student be an expert in the cuisine of their, their nation and providing a recommendation and an endorsement. And then my making it was sort of uh, re- reconnecting with them. And uh, whilst they couldn't try it, uh, taking a picture of it and posting it and reminiscing why a thousand layer? Oh, right. Sorry, I didn't make it clear. So it, you, you cook, uh, it's not a thousand, but you cook probably 20 of these paper-thin crepes, they're like, um, uh, rather than a pancake. Uh, but And then on top of that, you put a hefty dose of dulce de leche, a sprinkling of walnuts, and then you put the next uh, crepe on top, and you do that until you get this huge, big stack um, of, of crepes, walnuts, and dulce de leche, uh, which is your y- y- thousand, y- thousand layers. <laughs> I promise you it was sublime, uh, really lovely. But uh, next, for totally different reasons, I think would be uh, from France, um, I have an aunt who lives in Provence, so and she's an amazing cook, um, and is part has you know she's a part of a cooking dynasty. Uh, so she, in many ways, is at the heart of cooking in our family. Uh, and so I said, "What, uh, uh, BT, what should what should I what should I make?" 
and instantly, like within five seconds, uh, she said clafouti, um, which is a very simple is a very simple French dessert. It's basically like a sweet uh, batter, and into the batter you uh, put. Um, either, I mean, depending on your taste, sour or uh, sweeter cherries. Uh, but what what is particularly evocative uh, about Clafouti for me is my kids always remember uh, Clafouti from when we visited uh, my aunt in the south of France. She had a cherry tree and she would pick all the cherries off the tree, make the clafouti and we'd have it in the garden. Oh, yeah, oh there's yeah, some, yeah, yeah. yeah there's some very good sentimentality there. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm a sentimental old fool, me. Uh, but that, it's... It's a classic, a Clafuzzi. Kat, you're, you aren't going to stand a hope of guessing uh, where my favorite is from. Well, before we get to the first, yeah. so when you bake all of this, because mm. you're baking constantly. Right. So, number one, the things that you actually show, the yeah. pictures and the videos that you have, these things are perfect. I mean, the Great British Baking Show. Oh, you know, hardly, so, how hardly. many do you actually have? Flops, yeah. where oh, you have you? to redo Ooh, it for I, the video. <laughs> I uh, and I always put it. Well, I say I always do. I've only had one. Well, I've had two flops um, out of one hundred seventy-five. Yeah, two I, flops. Uh, That's amazing. <laughs> That's incredible. Well, I tried. Uh, my first flop was Chad, um, which is Central African country, um, and I tried it three times and couldn't get it to work. It, it was quite a um, very simple again flour I seem to remember with I think cardamom and some sort of fat in there but it required it to be deep fried and so I deep fried it and every time I deep fried it it just turned into uh, you know dust as you might imagine um, so after <laughs> no, three... I can't imagine because <laughs> everything I see it's just perfect <laughs> uh, so I so after the third attempt I ju- uh, and in a sort of a tiny bit of frustration I, I, I threw it into the sink and took a picture of all the uh, deep fried crumbs in the sink so that was Chad and then I did muck up Portugal too which is a bad one to muck up because they really do have uh, there's so many insanely delicious Portuguese recipes it wasn't a complete failure but I made a, uh, you know by the time I got to pee I'd done quite a few desserts <laughs> uh, I, I shouldn't have been making such a rookie mistake but I used a um, a, a quite a runny liquid in a um, a tart pan that had a removable bottom uh, and I didn't lay uh, oh, I didn't put any parchment but there you go so uh, yeah. the bottom of my stove got a very tasty Portuguese uh, dish I got sort of about about half an inch of the original uh, two or three inches but, and it was good but that was a flop so th- those would be the two flops but I, I don't know that I would ever you know I'm not trying to pass myself off as uh, some uh, great chef. Uh, I mean, I think I uh, am more of the um, 
Julia Child's approach to cooking. Everybody can cook. Uh, it's simply attitude. It's like uh, sewing. Everybody can sew. Uh, it's uh, you just have to uh, have, I guess, the the interest or the or uh, the drive to do it. But um, where did you get that drive? Is it because the family? It's a, it's an interesting question because when I first moved out of the house. Um, and Melissa and I lived together in London. It was incredible, incredible to me how you know every Saturday we would have a, a, a big meal, um, and um, I found my, it was uh, I did all the cooking, um, and it was amazing to me what I was able to cook simply having uh, absorbed it through sitting around cooks. You know, your whole life through, through my entire life, so it was all there. Um, but it's also, um, I mean, I, when it comes to um, human interactions, uh, there's nothing like uh, the love of a of giving people a nice meal. I'm sorry if I'm sounding corny. No, but, but that, that is, but that, and that's our culture here in New Mexico, right? It's it's heavily based on. Serving others, right? And I think there's a lot of places in the world. So no, that's not corny. That that is culture, and I I think that it's something that is important for connecting with each other in a kind way, and in a way of this is what I have to offer you, and we want to share it. Um, we are we are all experts on the food that um, is of our culture. So I mean I I. Again, it's a tiny bit corny, but I, um, I don't, I don't set myself up as being uh, a perfectionist or uh, a chef. Uh, but I do believe uh, that the secret ingredient in all food, whether it's desserts or main course, is. is <laughs> Uh, oh, my grandmother right now. Oh, she clipped me around the <laughs> ear hole. But it's, it's love, right? I mean, you, uh, it's an expression of love. I always used to be so impressed by people who who could play an instrument at a, at a party or, could, you know, they could play the piano or play the guitar and get everybody singing. Um, or I'm always impressed by people who can sing and bring people together. I can't do any of those things, but there's nothing like food to bring people together and, and create that sort of shared experience which is yeah not corny and i think there's there's a lot to be said because you're certainly putting not just love in it but a lot of positivity and uh, well wishes you're putting in kiora yeah from the mari right yeah uh okay so what happens to all the food before we get to number one (laughs) What happens? Oh, you're such a temptress, you are, Kat. Oh, leading your listeners on. Uh, okay, so what do I do with it? Um, well, here's, here's the lovely thing about desserts is that uh, people are always happy to have them. And it's, um, look, uh, as insane as it is to say this, I'm a type 1 diabetic. So um, whilst I will, of course, 
try um, my desserts. I, I I can't scoff the whole thing, and I would weigh 400 pounds if I did. So um, what I, I mean, I, as a teacher, uh, I will always bring them uh, into, well, you know, bring them uh, pre-COVID anyway into the classroom. I was also acting in shows, so uh, I would bring them into the green room. Uh, but I do, you know, I, I'll take it round to neighbours because uh, uh, what's quite interesting is that uh, whilst I, we have a couple of teenagers at home, uh, they don't tend to eat lots of my desserts, mm -hmm. uh, if at all. <laughs> so uh, I have to be a bit creative about it now that, you know, it's distance learning at school and there's no theatre. Um, but uh, yeah, neighbours will often get it now. Boy, that is so sweet oh, of you. Oh, oh, oh that's me. Just desserts, that <laughs> is, Cat. Hey, I got I it today. I don't know why I'm going all Northern English on there, but I am. <laughs> hey, uh, you've just reminded me. i totally forgotten. It's a very exciting day today, Cat, because we have chickens. We got some chickens at the beginning of the season, and we got our first egg today oh. uh, and uh, but we got we got our first egg and um i'd completely forgotten i often give l leftovers to to the girls um it's not a good idea to give them things that are too sweet too often but yeah it, it'll go there yeah. Sometimes they just cluck around the garden, pulling up all these things that would take me hundreds of hours to pluck by yeah. myself. So uh, <laughs> it's a, it's a very uh, that's a great uh, relationship there. Oh, it's beautiful. It's the circle of life. Uh, <laughs> and in the circle of life, we yeah. work together and we team together. Yeah, that is what do. it's about. Of course we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, anything that's has been inspiring as you've been along this journey. I mean, I think if there was one thing that has been uh, something that I would never have expected to learn about is the I, the the effect of colonialism on desserts around the world, and um, and that uh, effect isn't uniform. Um, I mean, some some nations uh, have desserts that are clearly uh, passed down from. Uh, whatever the mother country was uh, during colonization. But some have uh, actually clearly reacted against, uh, and so they, they, there's no sign of it. But it's been a, it's been a subplot to the whole thing that is, has been very interesting to, to me. Um, and um, But it's also just been so, so just gorgeous to reconnect um, with old students and old friends uh, from, you know, a a, I guess a lifetime of uh, cooking and teaching uh, and generally being a silly sausage. Uh, it, it's been lovely to have these little uh, kind of mini interactions uh, from around the world uh, on a weekly basis. It's been just so special. Well, um, and that's inspiring. Yeah. Well, and, you know, whilst uh, at schools, I would invariably set up 
a, a cooking club and you would remember a student who was obsessed with cooking and so of course you know what they give yeah, you is, yeah. is more than a recipe it's a whole sort of uh, background to that dish and uh, what uh, I, I, what the cultural significance of it is I yes yeah, so it's it's been uh, it's been a, a real privilege to be able to do that that sense of nostalgia and remembering times gone by but it's also that thing of food right um, and uh, I I don't know if you uh, well I'm sure you know what I'm talking about my mum was a great cook but she died when I was eight years old Aww. and because you know that's a long time ago um, I sometimes struggle to even remember what my mum looked like or sounded like or um, you know what some of her idiosyncrasies were but when I smell food that she's cooked she's right there she's right in the room and I I found that through this project that that happens to lots uh, lots of people uh, that sense of smell that sense of taste is almost instantaneous in terms of taking you back to a time, a place, a person. Well, it sounds like it's part of your own therapy for life. Here, here, it is exactly <laughs> that. It's exactly that. Uh, oh, sure. Yeah. All right, so number one. I am so surprised, and I don't really know why I'm surprised, because Middle Eastern desserts are are so distinct in their flavors um they're like it, what what distinction comes to your mind when you well orange blossom okay, okay. uh water rose water uh, there's a lot of using uh syrups to uh be poured over a dish so that it infuses both the, the sweetness and the, the gorgeous scent of orange blossom and uh, rose water uh, through the whole dish. I, I mean, they, they are flavors, both orange blossom and rose water, that I, I always try and describe. They're in between tasting and smelling. They sort of, you, they hit you sort of somewhere in the top part of your neck. There's a term for it, I'm sure but it's a very unique uh, taste and uh, smell and way of tasting and smelling. But then, you know, th there's lots of pistachios and almonds. Obviously, there's phyllo pastry, uh, often um, uh, cheese is used in Middle Eastern desserts, sweetened cheeses. Um, but, you know, before I cooked this dessert... I don't think I had ever knowingly eaten something from this country. And so it's why it's such a particularly exciting uh, find for me. It's called Sambusak Ilwa. Il Ilwe, Ilwe, Sambusak Ilwe. And it is from Saudi Arabia. Wow. Um, and I think, you know, I should be careful because like so many desserts, they don't uh, necessarily stick to borders. I mean, baklava or baklava, as we call it in England, uh, transcends all of the uh, uh, the Middle East. I think Turkey believes it's the original nation. But, you know, you can get that in Greece. You can get it in Lebanon. You can get it in Israel, Palestine. You, you name it. 
but Sambusak uh, Ilwe um, is this extraordinary, uh, very simple dish uh, which has phyllo pastry. And in the phyllo pastry, it is a combination of uh, pistachio and walnut ground into a powder with cardamom, which is another spice that's used very often in um, Middle Eastern desserts. And then it has uh, orange blossom or uh, rose water syrup poured all over it uh, well in fact you don't pour it until you've baked the um the little pockets that uh crisp up gorgeously as it does with phyllo and then you pour when it's still hot you pour the sugar syrup over it and i it just to me um was like all the most essential flavors of the middle east in this one divine little crispy sticky divine package um and uh i don't i i don't know a student i've never uh i've never been to saudi arabia uh but i will certainly be making that over and over again it's a really incredible I would love to sit and enjoy some with you. Well, I'll make you some, Cat. I'll I'll bring you some over. Okay. Yes. I, consider that done. Yeah. Uh, I I definitely will look yeah. forward to that. <laughs> well, this is this is just so much fun, and we have taken some very similar paths, going from education and then to the virtual world. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Of of reaching out to different communities around the world. Yes. Yes. And so is there anything that we didn't talk about that you are dying to mention? Oh, gosh, Kat, you know, I'm a gas bag. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, mean, I mean, look, if you are interested in the project, um, I, I, I have a, a few different branches to it. I, I think I said I, I do have, uh, with the help of Erica, um, we make YouTubes, and we've, so we've made a number of uh, short videos of me making these different... Um, and where can listeners find that? That is... Uh, on YouTube, and if you look up Tim Crofton Just Desserts, it should pop up. And uh, Tim Crofton is T I M C R O F T O N. I looked the other day, um, and my most famous, oh, sorry, I say my most famous, but my most observed uh, YouTube is a rather saucy sounding recipe uh, that, that was inspired at the time I was acting in a production of Amadeus. And in Amadeus, uh, Salieri uh, eats a, uh, an Italian delicacy called Nipples of Venus. <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds a bit raunchy, and uh, and if you see them, you'll—I uh, mean—they look a tiny bit raunchy, but they are. Oh gosh, they were—they they took quite a lot of work, and they were divine. But 
and um, but quite tricky to make. And uh, anyway, that that's a very popular one. It might be the the name. I don't know. You see how it goes. I get sidetracked so quickly. So there's YouTube, uh, Tim Crofton Just Desserts, and then if you go to Facebook, there is Tim Crofton Just Desserts too. Uh, that's getting to be uh, quite a popular site, and it would be lovely uh, if anybody wants to come join it. My Instagram is Tim underscore just underscore desserts. Um, and then what? Oh, and I have a blog too. Crikey. Yes, you're, you're, I'm Mr. Techno, yes. Techno something or other. Uh, techno Ding Dong is probably the best term. Uh, but my blog is justdesserts.food.blog. It's not completely up to date. I think that's only up to about P at the moment. Uh, I have to do a bit of uh, posting. So, Tim, before we close, yes. do you have any last-minute inspiring words that you would love to share with the listeners? Sometimes uh, I forget in America because America uh, is such a fast-paced culture. Um, Everything uh, is done very quickly and uh, I often find that people uh, want to pay a compliment when they say, I know you're busy, but uh, I'm hoping you can do X, Y, and Z. It's, you know, being, doing things quickly, doing things uh, efficiently, getting locks done is so much a part of the American uh, persona. And I I know that's a generalization, but I I do think... uh, Um, irregardless of where you are in America, that is, people are are moving quickly and they're working incredibly hard because I think that is so much a part of the American dream. Uh, One of the things that I think perhaps we lose sight of when we are trying to cram so much in is the the importance of, um, I guess, being together. Uh, and communing and um, chatting uh, and spending time, maybe even wasting time uh, together. And um, it's been something that has really uh, hit home for me in the last few months uh, when we've all been required to keep still. Um, and in that time, it's a, it's a lovely opportunity to reflect on Um, what is worthwhile in one's life, what is perhaps worth letting go of, uh, but also uh, reflecting on what perhaps you haven't done and you'd like to do. I, I, and I do, I, it's been such a contrast of what day-to-day life in America is usually like. It's been really lovely. And I think what I would, at the heart of that feeling of communing and being together and enjoying each other's company is what connects us all wherever we are in the world, and that is food. Um, 
And to me, uh, it's the ultimate expression of respect um, and the ultimate uh, uh, indicator of wanting to be in someone's company is to share a meal, share a dessert, and use that food to stimulate conversation about uh, both the intellectual but also the banal and everyday This is the last thing I'm going to say. Uh, Melissa, my wife, periodically goes on diets. um, And one time she did a fasting diet. And I seem to remember we were required, we did it together, we were required to drink some hideous concoction which included cayenne pepper and I think honey and water and you could drink that until the cows came home Uh, but that was it I think for the first week and supposedly you would drop a large amount of weight which you know both of us could probably do with doing but um, we (laughs) (laughs) we we gave up after half a day And it wasn't that we couldn't do it. It's just we realized how much of our life is spent thinking about what we want to cook, going and getting the ingredients to cook that food, preparing that food, uh, talking about what we've eaten and what it reminds us of. I mean, it was like taking the heart out of our our existence and the joy out of our lives so um uh just let's all of us eat and eat in a way that allows us to love the food and love the company that we have and uh i guess to love uh, to love uh how that interconnects us with every human being on the planet it is the thing that makes us all human uh, a love of food and a love of sharing that food with good company tim crafton i have so much enjoyed sharing our conversation and the dessert which you provided <laughs> i so much appreciate it and you are just desserts and you're just wonderful with and full of positive imprints and around the world and here we go can't wait for your next dessert tim crofton thank you so much for being here on your positive imprint oh gosh an absolute pleasure thank you so much for having me your positive imprint what's your pi